Hello, everyone, fellow citizens. I'm Daryl Lando. I'm the host of this podcast and the founder of the nonprofit Conserve Democracy. For those of you who went through our first season, then you know that we covered uh, a model called the Seven Pillars Model of Democracy. And now we're changing it up. We're going to have conversations on topics that fall under those different pillars. Uh, you're, you will follow it just fine if you didn't go through the first season, but you may want to do that. Tonight's conversation is going to actually go under uh, the second pillar, um, but it doesn't matter. It's called Freedom and Truth is the name of that pillar, and it deals with the various uh, institutions that hold government to account between elections. And tonight's discussion is about journalism and specifically saving journalism. And the conversation is going to happen according to a certain structure, because here's the other goal in mind, is that one thing that's really important for civics, I would say, is that people, ordinary people, have good quality conversations about political issues, and I have a feeling that many of you avoid political discussions because that's what we all were taught to do, and and frankly, even if I wasn't taught to, I, I still do it sometimes because I find many of the conversations unsatisfying. Uh, sort of people who talk about things without having the facts at hand, uh, who just have an opinion and want to push it. And so instead, I created a structure for dialogue that I think anyone can use. It may be particularly useful in this these COVID days of being cooped up with the same people that you have been for months, and there's a lot of politics out there, you could use this structure. If you uh, go to the website, conservedemocracy.ca, you will find information uh, on that, and on. we also follow a certain, um, you'll see the values for dialogue that we believe in. Uh, you will also see the articles because that we talk about which you do not have to read. If you do, I'm sure you'll, you'll find it even more interesting. Um, the first one, Will Canada's Media Survive the Pandemic? 50 Papers Have Closed in Just the Last Six Weeks by Jacques Gallant. Uh, that's with the Toronto Star from May 7th, 2020. And the other article, Big Tech Has Crushed the News Business, That's About to Change by Ben Smith. May 10th, 2020. We're going to be talking about that. All right. I'd like to welcome Jaden Daniels. Uh, Jaden, tell us who you are and, you know, a bit about your comfort discussing political issues with other people. Hi. Uh, so my name is Jane Daniels. Uh, I'm a, I just finished my first year at Queen's University. I'm a political science stud- student. Um, and I'm a civics and democ- democracy consultant at Conserve Democracy. Um, and so my, my, I find that I 
politics has a certain degree of taboo in our society. And so I find myself uh, shying away from political conversations with people who I don't know to specifically be interested in politics. Hmm. Yes. Well, good. So let's hope that this conversation um, goes smoothly. And in order to help ensure that, we're going to follow a, the structure that I've and the framework I described. Um, that'll keep us uh, from degenerating or losing focus. And so the first step is for one of us to just talk about this topic, uh, about saving journalism, having read the two articles. And you're welcome to go first if you if you like. Uh, so I think the gist of it is that uh, journalism uh, is in trouble. Um, you know, one of the one of the so one of the, the first of the two articles was will Canada's media survive the pandemic? Fifty papers have just closed in the last six weeks. Um, yeah. And so the article focuses on uh, on how but journalism is being hit uh, was already in decline bef- before the pandemic, and it's accelerating the trend. And uh, that local newspapers are closing left and right, and we're getting less good local journalism. Uh, the second article it's about uh, a proposal that's uh, been carried out in Australia and France, and is being discussed in other nations, including Canada and the United States. It's a it's a proposal uh, to make uh, tech or big tech companies that carry news, such as Facebook and Google, uh, pay for the content that they profit off of, uh, but don't create. And just before I have my say, I'm just I'm curious. Did you basically agree with what you were reading, or the, you know? Yeah. Um. Well, part of it is is fact based. Um. In that th- there's no agree or disagree. I think it's a clear objective fact that journalism is in trouble. Local mm-hmm. news media uh, is in trouble. Now the question is, why is that important? And what can we do to solve it are, are a little bit more, um, are, less, are, are less clear. And so I think um, it's absolutely true that journalism is, is very important for our society. Um, news, lo- journalism, and especially local news, holds the government to account. And they cover, they cover issues that, um, that, that need to be covered, uh, that, that you're not going to, that if they disappear, you, you won't see coverage of. And people's lives will become worse because of it. You'll have more corruption in government, especially. And so, for and for the proposed solution for making um, uh, the big tech companies pay for it, I'm 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 actually optimistic that it's something that could work because and and part of that because it doesn't seem face like Facebook and Google will will fight it tooth and nail, and that they seem to there seems to be some willingness to give on their on their end to at least contribute a little bit more hmm. well uh, so good um so for for me you know this isn't a new issue this is something that i've been paying attention to uh but you know i often find that there's like more ink and attention devoted to the problem and less to the options to deal with it because they're complex so that that made me like particularly the you know, the New York Times article just, uh, you know, conveying this idea that something is happening, could happen, 
to deal with this on a global scale. Uh, I thought the Star article was good for giving the kind of grim local picture, uh, you know, particularly, you know, since COVID, uh, you know, besides the headline number, uh, you know, you read about how, you know, that um, that over 100 media outlets, uh, including, you know, more than we're, we're talking more than just newspapers, broadcast media, uh, Slate, BuzzFeed, Vice have all been affected and have had layoffs and so forth. Uh, more than 2000 employees. You know, there's some question as to how much is going to be temporary and how much permanent, except that we know that, you know, at the time of those paper, of those are the article being written, it was 28 papers had permanently closed uh, in the first months of the year. So, uh, you know, when you think about the fact that it wasn't long ago that newspapers could could kind of support themselves on their advertising and and, and maybe, you know, I don't know what, 50 cents or whatever for a copy uh, for the bigger papers. But, you know, that can't happen anymore. Um, and, and radio and TV news, they've all been hit by the tech giants, which just suck up the advertising. Um, and so and then just when they're down, COVID has you know, given them another kick. And so, you know, I agree that the, the tech giants have to be part of that solution, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and, and more. Um, and, uh, but I, I think also, and this is, was talked about in the Star article, the, the uh, government rescue plan, uh, maybe on a temporary basis to try to allow uh, companies to adjust to the disruption and just get on their feet. Uh, and so, and I like you. I think saving journalism is is very important. But I think we really need people to care about it. There. Uh, so I guess I guess for those who don't know, the uh, the Canadian government, the Canadian federal government, um, they uh, promised a 595 million dollar bailout to the news industry. Yeah. Um, about a year and a half ago, and none of that money has has come through and and so you, you mentioned um you you mentioned on how that could be a good temporary me- uh, measure to keep the news industry afloat yeah. but uh i was wondering uh if you saw what what are your thoughts on how how will that help them going forward in that do you think it's that the government should be continually um supporting supporting them in in, in this way well so you know, and, and without being an expert on this, but uh, no, I, I, you know, having read a little bit beyond these things, I guess uh, what I would say is I, I am worried about how temporary it can be. It made sense at, at a certain point in time that some of the the older platforms or older newspapers, for instance, they needed to be able to set up and get established in their uh, on, on digital and with paywalls and, and attract enough yeah. of a base. And so that made sense that they needed that time to adjust and, and maybe for other steps. But my sense is that time has passed. They may have done that. Now the question is, they're, like, they're so deep in debt, some of these um, uh, mm-hmm. companies, I think. So, you know, are they, is, it, is it temporary to just let them get out of debt and get more on their feet? Or is it going to have to be ongoing? But then you get into the problem of it doesn't look good for government to have to be funding 
uh, news on an ongoing basis. So that's controversial. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So these are real problems because I don't think it can be left only to the news junkies to uh, to support that. And mm-hmm. you know, I, anyway, I, I'll I'll also I worry about whether too many people have been turned off of news and are, are you know just don't engage with it at all for maybe for their own health their own health um, and I also want to say that I'm not exclusively concerned with um, local news because I think that people also need a bigger perspective personally I get quite a bit from I get it quite a bit free a lot a fair amount comes from CBC uh, it gives local and national and global and so forth and that also needs funding but um, I don't think it should end up being the only game in town. So, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, let's let's keep going and come back to this issue. I, I have a feeling that this will be a this is a, a good discussion point. But okay, on the on the question of how important is this issue to you, out of ten, what would you say? I'd say it's an eight or an eight point five. Uh, in that we're not. Uh, it's this problem is getting worse and worse as as time progresses um and so it might get you know higher and higher but right now i think that i I, i'm confident i i think that there's still time for us to solve this problem for me this is a a a nine or or maybe even a 10 out of 10 uh it has been for a while and because i think it is so important and i worry that it's just not getting the attention that it should and that's despite the fact that as i kind of said you know for me and probably for most people i can get by with you know getting lots of free news and 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 that seems great uh but i just think that's so unsustainable Mm -hmm. and at some point if it hasn't already happened the quality is going to be suffering and and i you know, I have, uh, like, I, I guess I have a great deal of respect and concern about journalism and, you know, and the, the, I, I watch how the news has been attacked um, in all sorts of countries as enemy, enemy of the state and, uh, you know, and how, even in democracies. So, so I think that the news is often the first target for authoritarian, authoritarian style governments. Um, so I, I worry about what the implications are there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, has your view changed as, as a result of the readings and the discussion? And, and what more information would you like to know that might change your view or affect your view in some way? Yeah. Um, I, I was I was aware this was a problem and I was alarmed uh beforehand but i think reading the articles uh has made me um has has made me more uh exactly of, aware of how bad this problem is and and where and which sex what which who is suffering the most from this um but at the same time uh on, on the solution side um it, it ha- i think it has made me a little bit more optimistic that this isn't just an uh a trend that we can that that is unstoppable. And you know, the Star article was it was it, it reminded me of the fact that the the all the the things that the government promised it was going to do have not happened yet. Mm-hmm. Not like 
it's it's completely stalled and that and they, and it said it's stalled because uh, you know not just covid i think has thrown it off course but also um, just trying to get to the point where it could define which organization which news organizations would qualify to receive the money and and i i can see that that would be an obstacle and i, I know that there's been a lot of controversy about this and and they say that you know, we, we shouldn't expect much till the fall. And so, but meanwhile, um, you know, time is ticking. And so I, that's what makes me very yeah. concerned. Yeah. And so I don't know what you think about that issue. So, okay. So should we, should we get to that now? Who counts as a, as a journalist? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. Um, yeah. So, um, the government, what the government did for the, for the bailout is that they uh, is that they selected eight uh, journal eight uh, organizations of the journalism industry and uh, asked each of them to to nominate a person to be on uh, a board to determine who does or does not count uh, as as being a journalist and therefore receiving the government money um, and. There was a uh, controversy over that, in that the uh, government selected uh, Unifor, which is a, a union of journalists, which is pretty blatantly uh, anti-conservative. Um, and I, I think I think donated to the liberals too. So, but yes. <laughs> and so I think I think that's maybe, you know, beyond beyond just the sheer budget look. It, it, I think that it's the biggest concern. Um, of the of the government giving any funding to journalism is will the government use the influence that comes with funding um my, my view on this has always been that the uh that journalism is a public good in the same way that uh health or education is a public good hmm. and normally we rely on government uh to fund our public goods but um journalism's job is to hold the government to account and therefore journalism's problem is unique because it can't, it's a public good that can't be funded by the government. But we've gotten to the point uh, where the government has, has stepped in and, you know, at least at, to, to a degree for good reason. But at the same time, there's no, uh, there's no government that can be trusted so completely uh, and be trusted not to pick, to, not to pick favorites. Yeah, it's, you know, it, they they would have had they had to tread very carefully with this issue and they they didn't it seems so far and so that's not a good start but I think that somehow I you know somehow they have to get out from the fear of more controversy because it's it's too important and there's got to be a way to deal with this I mean we know that governments do. I think, well, I know they do by and large, they fund public broadcasters. Um, you know, I don't, I personally don't see that as a huge problem. Like, I think that they've managed to deal with that in some way, but of course it's not perfect. There's some people who are suspicious of public broadcasters and, and the CBC and so forth. Um, I think also, you know, they're going to have to set up uh, you know, it's got to be arm's length committee. It's got to be very clear standards. And and what's important, I think, to me and and, I, and to the news organizations is that it should not be something that is skewed only for 
certain players and shuts out other maybe smaller, newer voices. Um, because so the, the, we need a diverse yeah, news environment as well. Yeah, I think we generally agree on this issue. But uh, if there if there's a wedge of disagreement between us, it's on the uh, the role of the CBC. Mm. Um, and the, and that uh, the CBC, I, I think I think it's a, it's it's a it's a good news source. It's a fine news source. And whether or not there actual actually is bias in the CBC, it 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 loses its credibility from getting funding from the government, at least to a degree. And I I don't find it all that difficult to imagine that in the CBC newsroom there might be hesit- there might be some hesitance to run a story that uh that is bad on that that doesn't reflect well on, on the current government, knowing that the government is, is who decides uh, on their budget. And, and maybe one of the answers to to that and and the news media, the news uh, business in general is to um, to make sure that the funding is fairly stable, uh, you know, yeah. from government to government. But uh, anyway, who knows whether that would happen. Um, but anyway, that's that's what makes going after the the tech giants more sort of more attractive in some ways because yeah. you know it seems simpler and even though they are giants and they're not going to I think it won't be maybe quite as easy as you seem to hope that it would be but I think that there is at least a more public support. No, I don't think it would be easy. I think it's possible. There. Oh, well, oh yes. Okay, no, I nothing think so nothing is easy when going up against uh, companies like yes. Facebook and Google. <laughs> no, that's right. All right. So I think that that's probably going to take us through the, the substance of our discussion. And the final question that we have is uh, just to, how well did this process and this, this discussion framework go? You know, what, what worked or what could be improved for you? Um, I I think the framework worked in that we, I think it's important. I, I like the framework of us having the articles uh, in advance, and um, and we dis- and so we have the same basis of of knowledge to, to go off of, and that we introduce the, uh, the articles to to the listeners in, in advance so that they know uh, what exactly it is we're talking about, so that we don't wander too far from the from the path. And. I agree. Like this is uh, for me the kind of conversation I think um, I, I like to have. I like to have it where people have uh, the common basis, and that they're too often. You know, people get into a debate where it seems like it's more about winning the argument. And frankly, yeah. uh, uh, we managed to have a entirely respectful conversation. So, and uh, I, so I thank you for that. And uh, let's hope that we can do it again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you all for tuning in. Next episode will be on the subject of elections. And if you want to be able to read the articles that we will be reading, go to the website conservedemocracy.ca on the podcast page. Thank you very much. And if you want to support us in other ways, you can find that information on the website. Take care.